Mikey right. fucking Hizzle. Sean Dizzle. The one and the only. Just out of the gate, drop the F-bomb. Fuck. Like an atom bomb, it just doesn't stop. <laughs> and that's how you get demonetized. That's what she said. It's all good. About it, about it just not stopping. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was a little slow on that one there. Uh, Here we go. I'd be paying attention now, sir. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. one people hang strap on in yeah strap one on got it for probably the last 15 minutes you've just been singing to me like yeah yeah and you know i don't hate it <laughs> but well the the way i see it is this for me in my happiest times in life i sing it's not good singing but I sing, and I think it's quite natural to sing when you're happy. But I'm pissed off right now because <laughs> my day has not been all that great. At least my evening has not been all that great. Uh, Tell so me more. I'm trying to sing my way happy again. So I'm singing about my girlfriend, Rudy Tootie, on a fruity. I mean, Rudy Tootie, Rudy Fruity on a booty. Something like that. <laughs> okay <laughs> you know is it booty or tootie or fruity my girlfriend loves me yes indeed don't know what she gonna do for me rudy tootie on oh booty. rudy mm. oh on the rudy i don't know i've always said on the booty uh, well i grew up in a conservative christian home so they wouldn't <laughs> have said booty so you're probably right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just been one of those days. Happy recording day, for what it's worth. Happy fucking recording day, dude. I'm pissed as well. Yeah? Tell me about it. You know, we've mentioned... What was the last episode? I don't know when we did. But we've been trying to fool around with Twitch and, like, you know, try and set up an easier way to record um, some interviews with people who aren't in and around our area. And I just feel like a bitch. Because <laughs> these fucking 12-year-olds out there are like video recording, audio recording, capturing, blah, 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 capturing from their desktop and like using these programs and like 
doing the thing, and I'm over here as a 32, almost 33-year-old fucking man. Just like, mommy told me I'm a special when I was growing up. <laughs> and dude, it pisses the ever loving fucking shit out of my ass. Wow, pisses shit out of your ass. It sounds like diarrhea. <sighs> anyway, I'm not yeah. singing. I'm, you know, I'm just listening to you sing. Yeah. So, well, you know, there was an old song we used to sing back in Kojic when I was just a little kid. It's a very, very old song. It's very, very slow and not a happy song at all. Jesus. Listen, I sing because I'm happy. I'm singing because I'm free. I sing because, uh, something, 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 something. I don't know. Oh, his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches over me. Cute little kid song. Not really a kid song, but we sang it as kids. Uh, yeah, I Sounds like you retained I'm, a lot of it. Yeah, well, that was the gist of the song. And uh, I don't know, it stuck with me. It's one of those, one of those lessons as a kid you learn that uh, sticks with you. So... I sing when I'm happy, uh, and I, when I'm not feeling all that happy, I'll try to sing to make myself happy, or just get a jingle in my head and just kind of like keep it there all day long until I change my mind or change my attitude or something. Doesn't always work, bruh. It sure. does not always work. You know but, what jingle has been in my head most of the day? What? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Nope. No. You ready? Oh, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean that. (laughs) No, by all means, tell me. Now I forgot, because all that's in my head is, baby shark. (laughs) Now I remember. Here's what's been in my head. Oh. A pop-up video. That's it. Short and sweet. Remember VH1? I can't relate. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you even know what VH1 is? Yes. Dude, they had pop-up videos where they'd play a music video and then they'd like pop up with like random facts about the artist and or the video. And like the... Their whole like little jingle for it was a pop up video. Um, interesting. I don't remember. Oh, I grew up in Detroit. We have the H one. We only watch <laughs> BET in church. Whatever. <laughs> BET and MTV is what we watched. Yeah. Oh man. VH1 wasn't uh wasn't on the menu for sure. Not for me growing up at least. I mean, I knew about it, but it was competition for MTV and hell. Uh The Humpty Dance was on MTV, so that's what I watched. MC Hammer was on MTV, you know, all the greats. So MC yeah. who? 
MC Hammer. I'm just what did I <laughs> oh, I was about to say, did I say the wrong thing? <laughs> no. Shut up, Sean. <laughs> I don't remember no MC Hammer. Dude, I remember when MC Hammer made his music video for his song Humps and a Bumps. Oh my God. At his mansion, he's in Speedos and and his sunglasses with his stupid, ridiculous fade. And just women everywhere around the pool, drinking champagne, having a good time. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the baller's life right here. Always women. Always women everywhere. Mustangs and Ferraris and all of this That's stuff. when you know you've arrived, when you just have bitches all around you. Everywhere. And then he fell from bankruptcy, so it wasn't that cool anymore. Because so. all them bitches. <laughs> People think. Solomon had a great life. Oh, he did. Bitch had how wives. many wives? 300 <laughs> wives. Nah, I couldn't do it, dude. 700 concubines. I don't know how polygamists do that shit. Uh, a lot of prayer. A lot of time spent on their knees. It's a uh, lot of scheduling. <laughs> yeah, but when you're in love, it's not really scheduling, Sean. Which, honestly, to go a little SNL skit here on us. Oh, boy. I mean, seriously, what's the big difference between polygamists and rappers? <laughs> when it comes to the whole women game, I mean, there's really not that much of a difference. Rappers aren't trying to have kids and families with all the, all these women. Are polygamists really trying to do that? I think so, typically. Like, yeah. Yeah, honestly, you really think that guy is like, I want to put my seed in all 18 of you so that I yeah. can have 97 fucking kids that I got to worry about? Yes, actually, I do. Have you ever seen Sister Wives? <sighs> Don't even get me started right now. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, Dude, I've seriously. only, um, I think I've only seen like one or two of those. But Well, you've seen more than I have, but I get the premise. I mean... Every single one of the wives had kids, and uh, and the favorite wife was always the one with the youngest kids until she got too old and saggy and baggy, and then he decided to get another one and have some more kids. The dude's got, like, seven wives and, I don't, I don't know, a bunch the of drama, kids. The drama, dude. The drama. Oh, yeah. my God. But they were all under his... his uh... Dick. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Yeah. It happens in And then they're all like cultures. I love Steve, but it just really hurts my heart that he only gets like half a day or a day with me, and then I know he's like spending his other time. And I know he loves the other ones. Like they always <laughs> refer to him as the other ones, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Dude, fucked up shit. And then we go and idolize these fucking rappers who are like, yo, you my Thursday, bitch. You my Wednesday, bitch. Where my Monday, bitch, because she really get that dick. Damn. You need a record. You need, a, you, need a, you need to be signed. That was clever. Most people have told me that. Yeah. I'd buy your record. Um, you know, I'm starting a SoundCloud page, so watch out. Bet. Bet. We'll promote it. I'll do the promo. I'll do the voiceover for you. I don't know if you're raw enough, dude. Uh, probably not. I'll try. You're too though. professional with that sultry ass fucking. 
And this Sunday at the (laughs) Evangel Church in Warren, Michigan. Roseville. Bring your kids. uh, And also bring your money because that's all we want. Bring it. Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, it's kind of hard to turn it off once you turn it on. And that's you know, what she said too. The, <laughs> the ghetto is what I'm trying to say. You start talking ghetto, it's kind of hard to turn it off. I can talk ghetto. You want to get in some eubonics? I, I can roll, wanna, bro. No, no, I don't want to talk ghetto. But it is a whole different language all to itself. It's like you scared, uh, though. You it's, scared? It's, <laughs> I never scared. No, it, you know what it is though. It's it's like taking a person. Like from the Bronx, right? Taking somebody from the Bronx and they got okay. this this heavy, uh, you know, that heavy Bronx <clears throat> aggressive type of way. New that Yorker. Talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, son? You know, they got that whole thing, that whole vibe about them. And then yeah. you put them, put them in an office in a, in a shirt and a tie and tell them to start doing accounting. It'd be very, very difficult for that person to cut that off. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't work that way. So, uh, I like to be somewhere in the middle. Them streets change you, dog. You know what I'm saying? Man, let me tell you. Do they ever. Slinging that rock every night. What you figuring to do up in a motherfucking corporate world with a phone? Do they ever. <clears throat> Bitch, I ain't gonna make more sales on the street selling rot than I could up in a motherfucking phone. Okay. All right, Sean Dizzle. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Mira, you want some cocaina? <laughs> <laughs> I got you, S.A. Meet me around the corner. Wow. Papi Chulo going to hook you up, my friend. Wow. So... <laughs> <laughs> it ain't just the black thing, bro. I got you. All fronts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Hood rat for life. Okay. I get that. Not really. I live in the whitest fucking area <laughs> you can imagine. To be fair, it's not the whitest, but it's it's flirting with the whitest. You know what I'm saying? Like it we go over to dinner regularly. With the whitest. You know what I'm saying? You picking up what I'm, what I'm putting down. I, I, I am. And I just got one question for you. How many uh, black neighbors do you have? <laughs> Yo, listen. <laughs> you want some truth? I'm probably the blackest thing this fucking town has. <laughs> and I am full on Florida cracker honky. Oh my gosh. That's so no, it's funny because uh, I worked. So if you've listened to this podcast in the past, you probably pick up on the fact that I work at a coffee shop here. And uh, mm. the, I don't know, it's probably like a couple months ago. Uh, and I shit you not, this is an act like secret time. Can we get secret time over this mug? We're just getting drunk and telling Like, it's not super secret, but it's kind of. So, a black guy walks in, right? That <laughs> sounds like and a great like, joke. Granted, like, let me preface this. Like, first off, I moved here from Detroit. You know what I'm saying? 
82 or 83% African American. Yes. Okay. Yes. So like I'm down with multiracial colors. Let's do the thing. Right. So living here for as long as I have the first time I see a fucking black person, I'm like, you know, whatever. But like inside, I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. What, where do you live? What do you, are you from here? Are you out of town? Like I haven't (laughs) seen anyone of color in so fucking long. And literally here's the secret part or the secret time part. When he left, I was like, yo, that's the first black person I've seen like ever come in this store. And they're like, Oh, there's, there's a few of them. And I, I literally stopped (laughs) and I looked at them and I said, you just said there's a few of them. You don't even understand what you like, how you sound when you say that. There's a few of them. Oh, I love it. Like, oh, I yeah, he's not the only it. one. There's a couple yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I love it. Dude, I fucking I... don't. <laughs> no, There's some love... diversity in this mug. No, I don't love that. I love, I love that it's so funny. It's, it's just yeah, great. Yeah, it, it, it is it's funny. It's great to me. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny because, uh, it, so, so I moved out of Detroit a long time ago. The city proper when I was, uh, I don't know, about 22, I want to say is when I moved out of, uh, moved out of the city as an adult. Okay. Bought 12 first- minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, they say that, you know, when you move out of the place you were born in, it's typically most people only move within five miles away or something like that, especially if their family is still there. Sure. So obviously my family was still there. I moved a little bit more than five miles away, or, or roughly close, pretty pretty damn close to five miles away to to a city called East Point. East when Point. I, when I moved to East Point, uh, when I first moved to East Point, I I I think I was maybe one of three houses maybe that had black people in it. Um. I mean, and most of the neighborhood was old and white, and it was like an old school um, war, war WW2 <laughs> neighborhood. You know, it's like these are the houses, these big box houses that they that they put up right after the war because everybody was coming back. All the baby boomers were coming back, and you know, or the the war vets were coming back and having babies. Hence, the baby boomer uh, movement. These houses were built in the late 40s. So I moved from there to where I'm at now, which is south. It's, I basically still live in Detroit. I'm on the east side of Detroit. Because um, there is no west side of Detroit, really. No, there is a west side of Detroit on the other side of Woodward, but you just never went there. No, I'm, I'm saying of the city itself. Yeah. You go west, you're in the fucking water. You mean, oh, in my city, yes. In my city, east. I'm as far east as you can go. Yep. And still be in the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm right on Lake St. Clair, and across from that is Canada. So I am as far east as you can go. Um, East side? 
yeah, I'm an East Sider to the day I die. Um, but in the neighborhood that, you know, Jenna and I are in right now, when we first moved in, I would say I was the second house in the neighborhood to have a black, to be black, uh, on my, on our street. I was the second house to be black. Yeah. And, uh, and since we've moved in, two more houses moved in with black people. So, I mean, just think about that on one block. The rest of the people are white. But I, I love it. I, I love being around white people. I love being around black people. I love the diversity. Um, and uh, my wife calls me the mayor <laughs> of our street because, fuck, as soon as I moved, as soon as we moved in, it was like, whatever, I'm meeting everybody. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Because I want to know. Because if something comes up missing in my house, man, I want to I want to pinpoint everybody. I want to know who who's the sketchiest person. Because it ain't gonna be me, baby. Well, fuck that stereotype. Yeah. Anyway, what the hell are we talking about? Well, uh, right now we're talking about black people and white people. Yeah. You know, I've always been that weird guy though that that uh that loved all the different cultures. You know, I've got other family members that are exclusively Detroiters. They've never lived anywhere else except for the city of Detroit. And um it's weird for them. It's weird for them that I married a white girl, it's weird for weird for them that I uh that I've had so so much association with so many different cultures. But my dad was the only one out of the family that actually went into the military. And so we moved around with my dad and I got I got a chance to meet so many different cultures. I didn't have a chance. Yeah, you're doing a good job there, Sean. <laughs> I'm trying to get some people drunk. Yeah. I if never had playing a, that shot game. Right, of course. I never had a chance to Shit, I lost my bottle cap. Hold on. <laughs> I, never, <laughs> I never had a chance to develop the prejudices that so many other people have because it was like you, you're growing up on a on an army base somewhere. It's like, oh, no, you're going to go play with Pedro or you're going to go play with uh, Catherine or you're going to go play with Cole or, or there was no Cole back in the 80s. Fuck that. You know, Jeremy or something like that, you know, like play dates where so many different people were all, you know, on the army base together. And it's a little bit of everybody is a big mix, you know, you so you don't have a chance to say, you know, you weren't taught. Oh, don't play with that kid because he's got slanted eyes. That shit just never came up, you know. And it never would have came up with my parents anyway, because they're awesome. So. um, So, yeah, for me, dude, I, I love it, dude. So I'm going to keep rambling for a second. So over the weekend, a couple weekends ago. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I just felt like doing that. <laughs> Thanks. A couple so weekends ago. A couple weekends ago. Uh, 
Micah had a little uh, camping trip for his cadets troop that he's a part of. That's a part of this church. I don't think I've talked to you about this. You haven't, but on, I swear to God, if fucking Bigfoot is what's on the agenda for this conversation, it's, it's I'm not out. Bigfoot. It's not Bigfoot. It's not Bigfoot. It's something very interesting that I would, I just, I want to get into with you because, okay, so, so he lives just outside of Grand Rapids, right? Which is uh, west side of Michigan and super uber Brady Bunch White. And I mean Brady Bunch. Okay. Sure. And, uh, and so we get there, uh, or or he he wants to do this camping trip so bad, right? And and it starts on Saturday, ends on Sunday. It's just an overnight thing. Friday, I'm at a cigar event down in Columbus. I drove three and a half hours to Columbus with my buddy to do this big cigar event. Cigars, whiskey, tons of food, lamb chops, the whole nine. And I'm like, dude, I want to. Sounds stay amazing. In Thanks for oh. inviting me. God, it was absolutely out of this world. Asshole. Dude, you missed it, dude. We got so many cigars out of <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like I did miss it. <laughs> Cutters, lighters, everything was just like all included. Man, if only I could have made it. Man, if only you could have made it. But no, if only I fucking know. knew about it. Jeez. Man, it's just wedding season's coming up. You're so busy. I didn't want to, you know, impose on your business and what you do for a living. your business. Anyway, anyway, about your son. Anyway, so I drive from Columbus back to Detroit, drop my buddy off, go from Detroit to Grand Rapids, pick up my son, go to this camping trip, which is in Hoyt, Michigan, way out of the way. Fucking. Just like, sounds white. Dude, it, it, it was so rural that you had to use GPS on all of these back roads where pavement ends and you're just on dirt roads trying to, trying to find this fucking campground, okay? What Sounds I didn't, like where I live. What, what I didn't realize is <clears throat> that this camping trip was... Uh, his, his, uh, his cadets are p- part of a Granville Christian Church group i had no idea that it was a church group i thought it was something more like boy scouts type of deal no this is like a community of churches that maintain this campground specifically for fathers and sons to be able to go out and do their thing in the woods now that sounds pretty cool right yeah sounds awesome right the only problem is I pull up in my Silverado. I'm I'm blacker than night. I'm the blackest thing there. Rolling in on your dubs. I'm rolling in, dude. I'm rolling in in my big four-door Silverado with 22-inch chrome wheels. <laughs> big knobby tires. Looking like a straight-up drug dealer to these guys. And I walk in, and everybody is like, who the fuck is this? 
pull up. You know what the first thing I did, bro? Grabbed a gun. Nope. I had my gun on me, but no. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing I did, first thing I did was I extended my hand and I said, hi, I'm Micah's dad. My name is Michael. And I started shaking everybody's hand, everybody's hand, one by one. These guys were like throwing their hands in their pockets. They didn't want to shake my hand. They were all standoffish. They love my kid. They love Micah. Because he ain't as black as you? Not even close. So they love my kid. But everybody was all standoffish and didn't want to talk, didn't want to shake my hand, didn't want to greet me or whatever. But I'm one of those anal motherfuckers who, who's just like, look, my hand is right here, bruh. I'm extending and introducing myself. This is so fucking weird. I know it's weird for you. It's also weird for me. But listen, we're going to be spending the night together in this cabin. Every single one of us. So we better get to know each other and we better be nice and friendly uh, with each other. Everybody's got guns. We're in the woods. You know those boys got guns. Everybody's got oh, guns. Yeah. I'm not worried about a gun. At all. But we're all here with our sons. We're all having a good time. But you know what, dude? It was freaking weird. It was very, very weird. It was a very, very weird... I don't want to say uncomfortable night, but it was just really weird. Very weird. Um... Because, first of all, I drove eight hours that day, coming from Columbus to Detroit to Hoyt. And uh, I pull up. Everybody, they're all part of the same church. Micah doesn't go Uh, to that church. You know, he doesn't go to that church. I don't go to that church. But all these dads are part of this Christian church. And all of their sons go to church together. But Micah knows them because he plays basketball with all the boys. And they're kind of in the same neighborhood type of deal. But he doesn't go to that church. They end up, they actually go to an all-black church, which is weird. And another conversation for another time. Um, But it, 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 it just brought to mind to me the whole idea that church... And ministry and all the stuff that we do as Christians is supposed to be so inclusive and it's supposed to be so accepting and loving. But when you come across different groups like this, they're the total opposite of what they're supposed to be. Now, there was a couple guys, there were a couple guys that were there that were very nice. But I mean, you're talking about 15 dads. Roughly? No, 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 not 15 dads. Maybe about 10 dads. Maybe about 10 dads. And it was about 15 kids. But it was like, dude, I could not believe that this was a church organization. And they were so standoffish and so quiet and so... (sighs) Unaccepting? Thank you. That's the word that I'm looking for. So unaccepting of somebody that did not look like them. Honestly, it pissed me off. Completely pissed me off. Because I'm like, fuck you. Fuck your organization. Fuck your dirt and your land and your all this shit that these churches are 
maintaining this land that they're maintaining that they bought. Fuck the church. Fuck the land. Fuck your camping trip. You guys are so unwelcoming, so uninviting, so rude, so egotistical, so full of yourselves and not inviting for outsiders. It was it, 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 to me, it was like, God, I'm so glad that I no longer go to church. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, you know, what? even if I did go to church, I would never go to your church with sure. the way you guys are acting how you guys are like you know I'm going down the line I mean because these guys are literally standing in a circle when I pull up talking to each other I walk up they're completely quiet okay stop all the joking stop all the talking and I'm going down the line just trying to meet people like hey look I'm going to cut through the ice, man. I'm going to cut through the barriers. I'm here to support my son as he's learning this shit about the outdoors. We're on a camping trip. We're all together. Let's have some fun, you know? I think that I probably would have been okay had I brought out the whiskey. I kind of kept that to myself. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, that's shitty, man. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't tell you about that. I meant to talk to you about that. It was so shitty, man. We played Capture the Flag, you know, at night, and that kind of started to break the ice. But at that point, I had been there for like eight hours, ten hours, something like that. By the time we started playing Capture the Fucking Flag. Yeah. It's like, now you guys want to kind of... Guys want to kind of... Because we got to work together. It was like Dads Against Sons. You know, and that kind of started to break the ice a little bit. But the ice really, really, really didn't break until that Sunday morning when it was time to go. Then it was like, oh, dude, Mike, it was so good that you came to support your son. I was so glad to meet you. And it was like oh, fireworks. Everybody loved it, you know. And I was <laughs> like, where the fuck were you? Where did this personality come from? You got a good, yeah. nice rest, and all of a sudden, you got a personality? Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Where was your personality, you know, early yesterday afternoon when I fucking shook your hand and said, hey, my name is Mike. You know, how are you? My son is Micah. Yeah, that personality didn't exist. It was like, dude, I fucking hate the west, the west side of the state. Fucking hate it. Just for that reason, that fucking right wing, over religious, over zealous, stupid shit that hates everybody that doesn't look like them. That shit is overrated and needs to die. All right, I'm done. <clears throat> I mean, I agree. And it's shitty, man. It is. But you know what? I think the only thing that's really going to help shit like that is for people to try to be and I'm not I'm not an outgoing guy. I'm outgoing when I know that I have to be. 
You know, I, I, when I, when I, I can get a read of a situation of an environment of a, what am I trying to say? Like a, uh, I, I can get the vibe of a room real quick, you know, where if I see that there's a bunch of little clicks here and there and everywhere, you know, I, I, I know that I'm not going to be able to like infiltrate every single one of those clicks. But this was small enough. You're talking about 10 guys, 10 men that are here with their kids. To me, that's, that's, that's infiltratable. You know, I know I can step in with 10 guys and I can come in and be the life of the party for a night. You know, it's not a big deal. Um, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> it is sound dirty. But no, seriously, I, I know I, I can jump in there and I can make something happen. We can have some fun together. But sure. like case in point, to tell you how the night was, how crazy it was, I'm sitting by the fire with a bunch of guys and I and I and uh all these dads and the boys are just running around being boys. Um uh, I uh I brought two lawn chairs, one for Micah, one for me. The one for me was the lazy boy lawn chair. I've got this and, and you've sat in it, Sean, I think. No, you would have broke it. It's uh, big and gray, and uh, it's got the feet extender. Why would I have broken it? <laughs> you dick. <laughs> uh, so I brought that one, and I'm laying out in the chair, and I got so comfortable because, you know, I, I drove three and a half hours down to Columbus, three and a half hours back, dropped my buddy off, and then drove, you know... Like, I almost drove like eight hours that day, you know? It took me, it's two and a half hours to Grand Rapids. It was another hour. So three and a half and three and a half is what? Seven? All day long. Yeah, seven. I drove seven hours that day. I was exhausted. I started at 6 a.m., right? And seven hours later, I arrived at this place. I was dead tired, man. Dead tired. And so I get there. I'm sitting by the campfire. I'm relaxed. I wanted a cigar, but I had spoke, smoked seven the day before, so I really couldn't have a cigar that night. Plus, it was a Christian event, so I couldn't have a cigar. Couldn't pull yeah, out my whiskey. They, first off, they would have judged you even more. And second off, usually on church pro, like property, you can't smoke. Sure. All that being said, I'm laying out. I'm exhausted. I didn't even want to smoke or drink. I was just so tired. I ended up falling asleep. You know what they did? Everybody got up and left me outside. I was going to say, they probably left her ass. <laughs> they left me right there. They all left me right there, dude. They didn't say a fucking word. Everybody went in and started going to sleep. And so I, I, I ended up waking up in the middle of the night. And uh, this was after capture of the flag. This is after everything. I ended up waking up in the middle of the night. I don't even know what time it was. But all I knew is that I was outside in the dark, pitch black, in the fucking woods. Ain't no street lights. Ain't no nothing. I just had the light of the fire. That was it. I woke up in the middle of the night, opened my eyes. I looked around. Everybody was gone. 
get up. I walked to the building to our big cabin where everybody was sleeping. And they had already turned off half the lights. Everybody was pretty much damn near in bed. Only only people that were up were kids and a couple of the camp counselors. Right. <clears throat> so. I'm like, Jesus rocks. You guys suck. Thanks for a good weekend. Yeah, that's shitty, man. Did Micah have fun, though? Micah had a fucking blast. Yeah. You know? Just this past weekend, I was in Grand Rapids again for his final basketball game for the YMCA. And, um. YMCAA. Gonna go to the. Yeah. YMCAA. It was his final game for the uh, center because he plays, uh, he played uh, winter ball for the YMCA. Winter's over. It's now spring. And uh, it was his last game. And so uh, a lot of the, uh, well, some of the kids that are part of his troop that go to this church, uh, they're on his basketball team. So I saw one of the dads there. Thankfully, it was one of the cool dads that actually had the balls to talk to me because my kid plays with his kid all the time. Like they have sleepovers and stuff like that. And, you know, so he was like, yeah, it's great to meet you. And great to talk to you. I love your kid. Blah, 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 blah. So he's a really, really nice guy. Got a chance to hang out with him over the weekend. Uh, so that was nice. Um, but other than that, dude, I fucking hate the West side of the state. They're so bigoted and segregated and religious it just really just taints. It puts a it it literally puts a taint on the west side of the state. Yeah, you know what a taint is, right? I do. Hmm. I had to ask because you would have thought that was funny if you knew what a taint was, but. <sighs> No, I'm still just stuck in, like, that's shitty. Yeah. And I don't even have words, you know? Oh, it's all good. It's all good. It could have went the other way. You know? So, so, so what do you do when you got to deal with that, right? Like, I think I had the right response. I just went with, let's just have a good time. Let me introduce myself. Let's just break the ice best we can and have a good time. But I, I, I've got some family members that would have just would have went hood on them. Just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You know, fuck all of you. I'm taking my son. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It yeah, doesn't always sure. work that way. Like, they get, I, I, don't, I don't mean to sound facetious, but they got lucky with me in that I didn't fucking just go off. As much as I wanted to, but I think that the Christ in me would say to just love them and try to love them past where they're at uh. and show them a side that maybe they're just not used to. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But to be honest with you, I get sick of 
trying to show people that everybody's not bad. Because I feel like it's not my job. That's your parents' job. And if your parents taught you wrong, then fuck them and fuck you too. Dude, this conversation is so raw. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry, man. <clears throat> it's uh it's unfortunately a thing that is, you know, still a thing. Yeah, it's still a thing. We have phones that open just by looking at them and fucking robot planes that can be flown from thousands of miles away and like you know we're still dealing with skin color (laughs) it's just and i'm not laughing because it's a laughing matter i'm laughing because it's just it's that fucking crazy to me yeah it's amazing and like i mean honestly do you think it was a race thing or do you think it was oh we don't know this guy yeah, I'm I'm actually coming from the standpoint of yeah, well, this guy's an outsider. He's not from here. I I mean, uh, these guys are all from the west side of the state. I'm from the east side of the state. That's a yeah. separation right there in itself, right? Mm-hmm. They're all part of the same local church. I'm not. That's another separation. They're all white, and I'm black. That's a third separation. So yeah. I'm I'm not trying to say uh, you know I, I'm the last person that will pull a race card. I'm just saying like I just have a problem with just because I'm different <clears throat> doesn't give you the right to be a dick. Yeah. So I'm, I I'm, mean I'm, I'm taking the difference as a whole. I'm recognizing that it's it's threefold. I'm not trying to concentrate on just the race or just the east side versus west side or or just church versus no church. I'm saying all three of them play a part yeah. in, their, in their prejudice. And it's unfortunate because the fact is, is that this is a religious organization and it sh- none of those three things should apply. None of them. It's a religious organization. All of their arms should have been open. All of them should have been welcoming and friendly and kind and loving. Every single one of them. It should have been the best experience ever. But instead, I'm saying, fuck you. I'll never come back to this camping trip. In yeah. fact, the next, next year, when this trip comes up, I'll take my son camping myself. When I left there, first of all, first of all, it's St. Patty's Day weekend, and you guys want to plan a fucking camping trip for your sons. Fuck you. I'm part of the unchurched, dude. I party. I want to party on St. Patty's Day weekend. Like, I, I had to cancel... My plans <laughs> sounds so selfish. <laughs> I I canceled my party plans to be here, and you guys aren't even welcoming. You know, I was yeah. I was I was planning on partying all weekend. 
I wasn't planning on camping on St. Patty's Day weekend. Plus, it's the west side of the state, so they get lake effect from Lake Michigan. There was like six inches of snow everywhere we went. I twisted my ankle. I pulled a growing muscle. Just walking. Mm. Growing. Still shoot straight, baby. So I mean, the thing is, like, <laughs> fuck it, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm up here. I'm, I'm getting injured. <laughs> Being here with you, dickwads. And then you know, on Sunday morning, you want to have a devotional. Eat a dick. Yeah. You want to have a devotional about how God loves us all and how that we're all forgiven and that God's forgiveness is continual. Eat a dick. You guys weren't even welcoming when I walked up. I fucking parked. I walk up and my son runs and, you know, gives me a big hug and a kiss. And then nobody fucking even greeted me. I had to go up and force my hand in people's faces just to say hello and say who I was. There was nobody welcoming. There was nobody just like, there was nobody loving. There was no one cordial. There was no one nice. I could have went the entire night not saying anything to a single man, just hanging out with my son. If I'm going to do that, I'll fuck him taking, take him camping at a lot better places than your fucking church camp. So, yeah, I feel you, man. In my own ways, I get it. <clears throat> I mean, I have several stories that come to mind, which I'm not going to get into. But it, you know, the whole th- the the weird thing is, and see if you can follow me on this, okay? Got it. <clears throat> so, growing up in church, being a Christian. And believing the Bible and, you know, reading God's word, studying it, analyzing it, throwing it all away, and then being like, well, let's go back to that. And let's, let's really get into the nitty gritty of it. You know what I'm saying? Like the way church operates in America is kind of, kind of off on a lot of bases and it doesn't line up with biblical teaching. I.e., these people, whether you're black, white, orange, fucking purple, the fact of the matter is they had their little clique and you weren't a part of it and they were not inviting. And then they want to have like this devotional about biblical shit. And it's like, how do you fucking take that serious when you can't even accept someone who's not in your circle? Like, one of the core fucking basics of the Bible (laughs) is to love your neighbor like your friend. And the greatest of these is that someone would lay down their life for their friend. But you can't even do that, so you want me to sit in your little fucking circle while you be all holy? Like, I totally get that, you know what I mean? But here's here's where I want to go, because there's kind of two angles. So growing up in church, I can easily say, like, man, that's so backwards, because you would think the first place and one of the top places that you would be accepted is in any Christian circle. For someone to admit, hey, I believe in Jesus, 
I'm bringing my son to this Jesus-y thing. You would think other fucking Jesus-y people would be like, Hey, bro, that's so cool. We're Jesus-y people, too. Let's hang out. Um, but the other side to that is people who, like, didn't grow up in church and or don't really claim Jesus and Bible as their faith. And they would say, I think because of the experiences and the conversations that I've had over decades now, I think they would say, yeah, they're fucking assholes. (laughs) Like they would not expect anything different to come into the, their circle and not be accepted. And I think if you really think about that, the fact that I can say that with a clear conscience because it's fucking true, that alone is shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's been times where people have invited me to things that are churchy, but I've seen them in the real world, and it's like, See, you want to, like, invite me to this thing to, like, go over God and, you know, discuss the Bible and have a Bible study and be holy and try and figure things out. And it's like, you don't fucking care about people. So why am I going to come to your Bible study? Like, seriously? You think I, I need to come listen to you tell me about the Bible? When you can't even do the number one fucking thing that Jesus like showed, taught, and preached time and time and time and fucking time again. Right. Just love people. Like, forget the fact that I say fuck. Do I love people? Yep. Forget the fact that, like, I smoke a black and mild. I have a sip of vodka and Coke. Forget the fact that, like, this and that. Like, you're missing super core values of what Jesus taught and about the character of his father. And I, I'm, I, I guess I don't really know where I'm going with that, but I, maybe I do. So one side of me can say, man, yeah, that's, that's, that's messed up that, like, a Christian can't go to these other Christians who he does not know and they do not accept him. And then there's the other side where it's like, well, I can honestly, I can honestly see that being a thing because if you weren't a Christian, you'd probably expect that. You know what I mean? No doubt. No doubt about it. And like, Uh. you would hope that church slash small groups slash any community or group of people who claim the faith of Jesus Christ would be a place that's a safe haven and a place to go to rest and to hang out and to vent and to get answers and to commune with people in a safe environment where it's welcoming, you know, like judgment free and just like, Hey man, I hear you. But like, I don't know if you're really on the right thing with that like let's talk about it but still accepting you know what i mean but like most times that's not the case you know like why is that it's it's not even just a like a 
it's not like clicky like high school. It's like worse than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's crazy to me. It is. And I wish it was different, but it's not. You know what I mean? And that's why you went through what you went through. I've had the things that I've gone through and that countless people who don't give a fucking shit about Jesus and him dying because we're so depraved that we can't save our own self from damnation apart from knowing him in whatever capacity that is, because I'm not a hundred percent sure at this point, but I do know I want to spend it with my savior, regardless of anything else. Like, I don't know, man. I'm with you. You know, for me, I, I just, I'm so flabbergasted by the lack of, There, there's such a huge following with such a lack of knowledge that it, it baffles me. It, it saddens me, actually. Because people, there's so many blind followers out there that don't really care about the truth. They only care about the feeling. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I've gotten myself to a point where I feel good about myself or I feel better about myself. And so I'm good. And so anybody that isn't at my level, they're bad. And it's like, you know, you, you, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Because the fact is, is that just as you were saying, it, it really is simply about love more than it is about anything else. Good grief. So, so for me, it's like, to me, the mark, and according to scripture, the mark of a true Christian is the ability to love. That's why I walked in after I parked my truck. I'm like, okay, let me shake some hands and let me see some people and let me try to have a good time. It's like, all right, I, now I know this is a Christian organization. Uh, this is what this is about, you know, let's be Christians. I know that tomorrow morning when we get up, there's going to be a devotional. Fine. Okay. I'm, I, I think I'm a good enough Christian to be able to sit through a devotion. I'm totally fine with that. There, I don't see a guitar. I don't see a, a, a piano or a keyboard or nothing like that. No drum set out there. So it's going to be probably more legit than a Sunday service. That's what's in my mind, you know? And I walk up and these guys are just like dumbfounded that this fat black man is walking up out of his, you know, pickup truck with 22 inch chrome wheels. He's like, yeah, maybe this is, this isn't the guy. Like, who is this guy? But for me, it's like, let's just have a good time. Let's, you know, show me something here. Show me that, for me, it's like, just show me that church is evolving. You know, show me that that people are actually getting better at loving each other and loving outsiders. Show me that. Like, give me a glimpse of it at least. 
Love me like you do. Love, love, love me like you do. Oh, 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 I don't know that this podcast, uh, this episode will actually help anybody, but it's it's like, for me, it's like, put in a fucking effort, you degenerate piece of shit. God, well, we've like said sh- it time and time again, and we're going to continue to say it because it's actually legit biblical. Yeah. But like, if you can't love who you can see. How can you love who you cannot see? Dude. And those yes. those two statements and one question, if you think about it, like says so much because to me when I read that and when I say it and think about it, it makes me it makes me ask other questions like well if if I can't love who I can see, then I obviously can't love who I cannot see because then it's just this fantasy thing and fantasy is called fantasy because it's not real. (laughs) So like, yeah, maybe I, maybe I don't claim, like maybe I don't live the faith that I claim that I do. And when those things happen with other people who don't see it that way, it's like, Oh my God. Like, you're just, are you that blind? Or do you just pick and choose which verses you want to read? Or like, what's the deal here? Because if we're reading the same Bible, (laughs) now I'm not saying you can't struggle with loving certain people, because I fucking struggle like a motherfucker loving very specific people that I can name right this second. So do I, but it's people that you know. It's people that I know. It's not people that are outsiders yeah and and there i don't know i i think there's a difference there too because there's you know history there and there's hurt there and there's things that my flawed individual person needs to get through yeah there's dicks and assholes yes wait what are we talking about i'm I'm just agreeing with you (laughs) but you know what i mean like I don't know, man. I I can't, I can't go and participate in someone's Bible study slash weekend event slash whatever you want to fucking call it when you actively are a shitty person. I agree 100% and it is exactly how I feel. And like, even I'm, saying that, it yes. makes me want to judge myself because it's like, well, why should I lead a Bible study? Why should I have a Christian function? Because I'm just a shitty, but in different ways. You know what I mean? Sure. But sure. It's very <sighs> introspective of you. But I do know one thing. I'm inviting to all people. You know what I mean? Like, I... I yes. I at least strive to not judge... 
too harshly. You know, yes, like for sure. if you smell like shit and you want to talk to me, I'll talk to you for a little bit. You know what I mean? See what your in- your end game is. If you just want fucking money, then you're gonna hear <laughs> the very harshest fucking way I can say to fuck off. Because honestly, that's my personality. Like, dude, even just today, my mom's going through some shit, and like, uh. Brooke and I called her and we're on speakerphone and just hanging out and she starts kind of breaking down a little bit and I just literally told her what she needed to hear and yeah. it came off super harsh and that's what it was, but that's what she needed to hear, you know, like I love you, so I'm not going to fucking pussyfoot around you. Yes. And if you're so chicken shit that you can't fucking handle the uh, truth. That like that's what I want. I want people to give me the truth. I don't want them to just fluff me up. You know what I mean? I don't want them to tickle my ears and massage my thighs and just everything's okay and we love everybody and even though you're struggling, it's okay and it'll work out. No. Motherfucker, sometimes you need to hear you being a bitch and need to grow the fuck up and you need to get over your shit and you're going to work it out. But stop bitching about it and stop complaining about it. You know what I mean? You got to hear the reality. And the way that I guess I show my love and value to other people is by doing that. Because so many other people don't want to confront shit. They don't want to sound harsh. They don't want to be an asshole. They don't want to tell you the truth because it'll hurt your feelings. Fuck your feelings, bitch. Let's get down to the motherfucking nitty gritty. You know what I mean? And obviously, I'm kind of joking with that, but mostly I'm not. And like, secret time, we hung up the phone. Secret time, we hung up the phone today, and Brooke was like, that was a little harsh. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I don't know, probably half an hour later, I call my mom back and I'm like, yo, you know, I love you. I'm telling you what you needed to hear. I'm on your side. I want this for you. I support you. You know what I mean? Like the affirmation part. And dude, she totally gets it. One, because I'm her son and I've always been me. So she gets it. But two, just because, you know, she understands like, it is one, and she even admitted, like, that's what I needed to hear. And I needed to have that affirmation. And hearing you say it confirms in my head things that I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Like, if that's not love, it is. I don't know what the fuck is. But sitting over there like a little bitch ass trying to, like, ooh. I'm just going to save face and I'm just going to keep the peace and I don't want to ruffle any feathers and I'll just take all the brunt of it. No, fuck that shit. Oh, you got to speak the truth in love. Anyway, I wish the church looked more like that in America because this whole like fake shit people see through and they want nothing to do with. And honestly, as a Christ follower, someone who loves Jesus and fully expects to be in whatever heaven looks like, like to spend eternity with the the thing 
being God, this awesome, unexplainable thing that I can't understand, like, I think that's what he wants. I think that's how he is. You know what I mean? And, like, the church should be that. Yeah. But it's not. And it it shows it in your story. You know what I mean? Like. No doubt about it. You know, Am I rambling? No, you no, you're good. As far as I'm concerned, you're good. So for me, it, it the thing is, is like you know, Scripture says to speak the truth in love, and I I, th- I believe that what you did for your mom is speak the truth in love, and especially with your call back was to show her, look, I love you and I support you. I just need you to know the truth, and this is the real deal. And you know, and I in my situation, I did the same thing. I tried my best to to really, you know, speak truth to these guys and to show Christ's love and and welcoming. I, I felt like I was welcoming them to my world instead of them welcoming me to theirs. You know what I'm saying? So it was yeah. just like, okay, you guys aren't welcoming me. I'm I'm like... I'm walking in the door. Nobody's greeting me. Nobody's saying anything to me at all. I just, you know, spent a minute talking to my son. You know, he came up and he did exactly what everybody should have done. He came up. He gave me a hug. Hi, daddy. Blah, blah, blah. This is what we're doing. And he went right back to his friends. I walk up and it's like all these dads huddling around in a circle just doing a little circle jerk for me. It was just like, okay, I'm going to show you guys what you guys should be doing for, for me an outsider right now, introducing yourself being Jesus. You don't know if I'm a Christian or not. You know what I'm saying? None of these guys, they're part of the same church. They don't know if I'm a Christian or not. They just see a black guy walking up. They see Micah come up and hug me. It's pretty well known. I'm Micah's dad. Okay. Nobody's welcoming at all. Like step up to the plate and be Jesus. It's not that hard. It really isn't. He made it very easy. He gave a great example. Like just step up to the plate and be Jesus. Let me tell you the worst thing, the the thing that kind of, well, the thing that kind of set me off. Other than the fact that they planned this weekend dad's trip on St. Patty's Day weekend. <laughs> I walk up. The camp counselor says, now the camp counselor, the head guy, is the youngest guy in the group and not even a dad. Okay. It's a little interesting considering that it's a... Right. Exactly. He's like the youth pastor at the church. He's not even the dad. So, uh, number one, that's my number one red flag. Number two, here's what's happening. They've got four stations set up with wood. And they're going to have a competition between the boys. They paired them off in, into into teams. And they're going to uh, see who can start a fire 
with wood. So I go over to Micah's station after this is explained to me. And I said, buddy, you got a bunch of wet leaves in here underneath your logs. It's never going to light. You got to get these wet leaves out of here and you need to get some dry leaves. You start with dry leaves, you can ignite the wood. But you need a lot of them. And he's like, okay, daddy. So he starts pulling all the, like, he's the only one at the station. All the other kids are kind of like at the first station trying to see if they can light it. Mm-hmm. And Micah runs, you know, to these other areas and he's looking for some dry leaves. And camp counselor is like, I need everybody over here, everybody over here. I'm like, buddy, don't even worry about it. It's not a big deal. Let's just go over. So we go over to watch the first station. They fail. Why? It's six inches of fucking snow. (laughs) All the leaves that they gathered are wet. They can't do it. First station, fail. Second station, fail. Third station, fail. Fourth station, Micah's station, fail. After my son failed, his team failed at lighting a fire. I turned around to all these dads that are standing over the fourth station. I said, hey, by the way, uh, who taught the lesson on how to start a campfire? And the counselor says, he chuckles. He says, oh, (laughs) we didn't do a lesson. We just wanted to see if they can do it. I almost, I almost packed up everything and left right there at that moment. And it took every ounce of Jesus that I have in my heart not to say, fuck you all. How fucking dare you call yourself a cadet group or a whatever the fuck you want to call yourselves, the Christian cadets. How fucking dare you crush these boys by trying to get them to light a campfire and not showing them how to do it first? What fucking type of cadets is this? Dude, I almost fucking went off. Because you know, Sean, we love fires. Hell yeah. Just dug a new pit in my backyard last night. You see? I love fires. You love fires. That's that's how we connected in the beginning, right? Yeah, that's how this podcast started. Over a fire. That's how it started. And I'm like, fuck this shit. I said, buddy, don't worry. I'm going to take you camping for real. And it won't be in a cabin. It'll be in a tent. And I'll show you how to light a fire. Not to mention, we've been in this house for the last three years. And I've shown him over and over again. How to light a fire in the fire pit. But it's different when you're out in the woods, right? When you're at home, you know, and you got newspaper. You you throw the newspaper down. You put some sticks on top of it. Dry sticks, preferably. You don't use leaves. Throw some bigger sticks. You light the paper, and it starts, hopefully, as long as you got dry tinder. I was so appalled that these dads actually agreed to this competition, this four-team competition, and that none of them had the fucking balls 
to teach their kids how to light the fire before they started the competition. Mind you, when they let the boys do this competition, the main fire in the fire pit and the big fire pit that's outside of the door of the, uh, of the cabin was already lit. So that means that somebody had already piled up the tender, the starter, the tender, and the firewood, and started a fire first without showing the kids how to do it and then let them go out and have fun and try to light a fire without actually showing them first. I was so appalled. I was so annoyed. I was so pissed off after that. I wanted to order every single one of them a bag of dicks and send it to their house, no matter how much it costs. Yeah. So, all right, whatever. I feel like this has been a <laughs> a Michael <laughs> a Mikey Hizzle bitch fest. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to be, but I did say in the beginning I was pissed off. That's just one of the several things that have pissed me off in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Probably best that we talk about this one. Yeah. Yeah, this is probably the most annoying one. It's not the most angering one, but but what I did want to talk about tonight was like, what do you do with it, though? Right? So if you're part of the unchurched, how do you deal with your anger? How do you deal with the shit that pisses you off? Well, personally, what I've done from experience is have a network of friends that are like-minded who <clears throat> I trust, and obviously you're one of them that, you know, I can just call and be like, dude, you got a second? Because I need to just fucking talk. I need to be super real. I need to be a human. I need to be vulnerable. I need to be vulgar. And I need to know you're not going to judge me and you're going to listen and you're only going to give me advice if I ask and that's all I need, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's what I do personally, but. And I'm with you. I do the same thing. I so mean, for me, it's like, I'm not going to fucking call a counselor. I'm not going to go pay money for a psychiatrist to do the same thing that I can do with my friends. Yeah, totally get it. Now, there might be situations where that's not the answer, and sometimes you need a professional, you know, but... No doubt about it. Up to this point in my life, I've never needed that, so, you know. Well, to tell you the truth, I have. There was a point in my life where I actually needed a clinical psychologist. And I went to one for about four years. That being said, I also went to school and I'm a licensed counselor as well. And I've done tons of counseling and that type of work, psychology work, uh, with the church that I was a part of. I did it for years. And so I understand the, the necessity of it. Um, having a counselor 
having a psychologist. I understand the the necessity for medication uh, when there's a chemical imbalance in your body. Like I get that and understand the 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 need for it for that type of care. Yeah, you know, and and so for me, I I would I would tell somebody in a in a heartbeat. Like if you got tested, you got a chemical imbalance, definitely go see a psychiatrist, uh, some a, a, a medical doctor, an MD who can uh, prescribe you medication. No doubt about it. But I think that the majority of the cases uh, don't need medication. Uh, like you're dealing with. Like, I've just been bitching tonight, so my anger issues or my frustration shit doesn't need medication at all, right? It just needs a sounding board, someone to say, well, I agree with you here, or maybe you're a little bit off there, or whatever the case may be. Typically, if you're a part of a church, you would go see a pastor or go see a minister or something like that, right? Uh, but if you're part of the unchurched, I, what do you have? Hopefully you have a friend, you know, hopefully you have someone that you can, you know, confide in. And and like you said, just be a sounding board. Someone that you trust that, you know, won't go, won't go rambling on you, uh, telling you what you need to do, you know, without you asking or someone that can be, you know, more authoritative that will say, well, I think you're off. And here's why I think you're off. And this is what I think, you know, depending on the relationship. Uh, I I think that the most beneficial thing for a person is to have a community. Not just one friend, but multiple friends that you can, you know, be able to be safe with and... uh, Bear your soul, bear your feelings, and be able to uh, be real and just vent. Say how you feel and say how you think. And and give your knee-jerk reaction. And be able to uh, just be real with the person. You know, so I agree with you 100%. Yeah, for sure. And... <clears throat> You know, I know we have that together, yeah. uh, but I mean, part of the reason we decided to record our conversations like this and post it out for the millions of people to listen to millions and billions <clears throat> is because we, you know, we want to cultivate that kind of culture and community. You know, so yeah, I think I speak for both of us, but like if you're out there and you listen to this podcast and you think, yeah, they seem like decent Christians, drop us a line. Fuck you. (laughs) Drop us a line, you know, like I'll read your email, send us a voice text or you know, leave us a comment. I mean, we're not going to just ignore it. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, not at all. 
I mean, honestly, part part of it would be cool just to hear from people who we don't know that are like, yeah, man, I'm going through this shit. And like, I don't know you from Adam, but like, nice. But like, what do you think about this? Or like, you know, I, I don't know. But yeah, if you're listening to us, thank you. And also, in a weird way, we're kind of here for you. And we're not going to turn turn a ear, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no judgment, right? So feel free to reach out if that is you. And if not, well, then don't. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, for me, I still think that we just need to sing. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on. You're just going to let me keep going? The sparrow. Yeah. I think I I am. He watches over me. Also, to be a shitty friend, I currently have two phones. Uh... And it's not because I'm a bougie-ass mofo. It's just because... Drug dealer. Here's the deal. I was on a plan with AT&T. The wifey was on a plan with Verizon. And then we got married. And our plans do not coincide with contractual dates. Therefore, we went and got phones together. And now I have to cancel another one. But in the meantime... I got two phones, and they both get simultaneously slash different notifications because I'm transferring data. It's awkward, and I sound like a... (laughs) I sound like the 1% right now, and I understand that, but it's not... It's not really that. It's just what it is, and like I got super distracted because both phones lit up, and I'm like, oh, what's going on on both my phones? (laughs) You know what I mean? So, the one percenter over here, and so ill. <sighs> you little peons. So ill, one percenter. I got ninety nine problems, but a bitch ain't one. Cause I'm a one percenter. That's not how the song went. No, I added that part just in case all. you didn't know. No, not at all. I <clears throat> totally understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we need to end this shit. Yeah. It's pretty late for me. I need to go to bed. I got to start early tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed the combo. I hope other people did. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I just kind of felt like I was on a bitch fest for a second there for a minute there. I think we should title this one. Michael rant. Michael's rant. Michael ranted. Michael's bitch fest. Michael's a little bitch. Michael's a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. That is so Christ-like of you. Amen, brother. 
Salam. Salam alaikum. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> and the response is? Alaikum salam. No, you're so white. Salaikum. <laughs> salam. I don't like to lick him. Salaikum. Salam. I don't like them. Salaikum salam. Do not lick them. I don't like assholes. Well. Why would I lick an asshole, first off? Oh, you're white. Assalamu alaikum, my brother. That's another conversation. All right, we'll just end it right there. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to hell. Yeah, well, yeah, this this conversation is going to send you straight to hell. As soon People as we stop tr- recording, I'm going <laughs> to give you a conversation that will just send you straight to hell. People are judging me hard right now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. not they're the judging, only thing that's hard. They're judging me, too. Hey-o. They are judging me, too, and it's okay. This is a judgment-free zone. For real. We're like yeah. Planet Fitness up in this mug. Uh, oh, yeah. That is our slogan, isn't it? Oh, my God. You're <laughs> killing me on that one, literally. <laughs> Tonight, I was drinking a triple hopped Ryko IPA. From New Holland, Michigan. And you call me one percenter? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck you just said? <laughs> 22 ounce uh, beer. It's been aged in a barrel from 75 years ago that well, Hitler himself kissed and then kicked into a river and then we found 20 years ago and then was fire charred uh, again and then... Yep, exactly. I want to send you a picture of this, and you're going to fucking love it. Put it on Instagram, bro. It's the picture of a Sasquatch. You can follow us on Instagram at unchurchedpod. Oh, look, I just got it on my new computer and my new phone. All right, brother. It's been real. White problems. What? Let's say, uh, let's tie a bow on this one. You know, I feel like I always tie a bow and I do a shitty job, so I'm going to let you do it. All right. You want to check us out? You hit us on the one place that matters. It is www.unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com. You get all of our social media shit going on. Send us an email. Drop us a like. Drop it. Favorite us. Make sure you hear us every single week. Every week. uh, As a result, we'll love you a long time. So long. We love you. All right. That's it. All right, bro. Peace. Peace. Hey everybody, it's Laurel, the self-appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com or at Unchurched Pod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there.